Hey, I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentisprofit.com to get started today and join the community. That's right, guys. Go ahead and go to our Facebook group. It's awesome. We party there all the time. We party in the in the business sense, I guess. Uh, today, today, you got my beautiful voice with you. Fancy is out in North Carolina, so apparently his internet connection is a little spotty. So uh, I told him, don't you worry, my man, I got your back. I'm going to talk about ooh, something that a call, an, a very interesting call I had today and a question that gets asked multiple times uh, when we talk about content and building your team. So uh, with that said, uh, let me see. Let me see. This is normally the part where Fonzie goes in. Um, yeah. Fonzie, do you guys sponsor today? Oh, that's right. Fonzie's not here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yes, we do have a sponsor today. This podcast is sponsored by your own The Best Bros. Yes, this podcast is possible thanks to Content Momentum. If you're looking to multi-purpose your podcast or video content and turn them into profit, baby, let's go. Make sure you're sliding to those DMs at Beast Bros. Go on Facebook and Instagram. And if you are really enjoying these episodes, this content that we put out every single week, about three times a week, Please go ahead and follow the show on your favorite podcasting platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, literally every single platform. So that way you can learn and create momentum from the stories of entrepreneurs and lately us as well. So with that said, uh, I did mention that I was going to talk about uh, this topic of how to hire a team, right? And specifically for us is how do you hire your content team. This is a question that we get asked, obviously, because we do offer a fractional content team, right? That's one of the solutions that we offer for to like to our clients. And uh, it came out because a lot of people are having a lot of friction to hire a content team. Eventually, right? The goal for a lot of people, the goal for you that are listening and creating content consistently is to be able to hire and delegate that whole process of either content creation, distribution, uh, multi-purposing, Call it however you want, but the ultimate goal is for you to grab that process and assign it to somebody else that they can run with it, right? Uh, keeping in mind that your own content is what really is going to drive the relationships and the profit, right? Whatever we attach after, uh, it's just going to make it so much better. Juicy, juicy. So I want to tell you a couple of stories that I had personally with uh, when I was trying to go out and get a job a while back and why we continue to jump on those goals, and then how we hire our team that has been with us for uh, almost two years now, which is incredible, it's so crazy, time flies so crazy. And by the way, we haven't changed a single team member on that content team, so that's super awesome. All right, so let's get started, shall we? Let's get started, shall we? Fonzie, I think I like this, uh, if you're listening, I think I like this solo episode uh, more. Hmm, We'll see. All right, anyways, so my first job out of college in Venezuela was with Red Bull, right? And uh, I recently had a call with uh, one of our mentors and I was like, man, you know, um, I look back at all these jobs that I've had and literally every single job came because of a personal uh, referral. Like somebody was like, hey, this this and this is hiring. You want to go apply? I'm like, sure, let's do it. And uh, really, I went in without expecting much and I got the job, right? And uh, my first job was being a student brand manager for uh, this brand called Red Bull. You know, you might know it. I am a big fan. 
I might die happy if I die out of the energy drinks, but it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so I was uh, the, the the way that I showed up to the interview was first of all with without any really expectations. I'm like, you know, I don't really need a job. I was very lucky. I was uh, playing soccer at the time, and that was my sole focus. And I went in. I just I was just being myself, and at the time I I didn't really know it, right? And uh, lucky enough, I got it. But then we'll we'll share about that story down down the road. The second kind of like intro to this I want to share is about six years ago, seven years ago when I started working for Orange Theory Fitness. And if you are not in the US uh, or you're not familiar with what Orange Theory Fitness is, it's a boutique fitness studio. They sell like memberships for like $159 per month, right? A little bit of it on the higher end. And I remember driving past one of their locations and they had this big sign saying, hey, we are here. Uh, we're opening come in for a, for a free week. So I drive by, I park and I walk into this fitness studio. I'm doing air quotations here. And the thing was being built at the time. So there was a guy sitting in this like plastic chair. There's another person in the other plastic chair, like these tables, nothing was being <laughs> built at the time. It was just full of dust construction site. And uh, they started trying to sell me this membership, right? I'm like, Hey, I don't really know what orange theory is. I really want to learn more. And they go at it and they start explaining what it is. In the middle of this thing, I'm not paying, really paying attention to what they're saying. I'm going like, man, like these people are, uh, are building, hmm, I think, I mean, they're about to open. They they will probably like need staff, right? So I go and straight face, ask to the, how we call it, like table face, to the manager at the point. We're like, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. Like really, uh, I mean, the workout seems cool, but I have a, a, a more important question. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> Do you, are you guys like offering jobs? Because at the time I was in a part-time job. I really wanted to find something else a little bit different. Katie was about to go into school uh, for her master's and we needed a little bit of extra income. And at the time, that was literally the opportunity that it was like right in front of me. So I literally, literally asked them like, hey, um, do you have a job since you're opening? And I see the, just two people here. So I doubt that all the, you two are going to work for the rest of the year, right? Uh, so it's like, actually, Yes. And uh, we set up a, a, an appointment and we talked over the next couple of weeks and I, and I got hired. And then that's, that's how I started my, uh, my Orange Theory career there. And then I moved from uh, part-time sales guy to full-time sales guy to assistant manager and then, manager and then running a few studios, right? Um, the point there was I was being proactive. Now, it wasn't like calculated proactiveness. It was just I was really curious and then I, I dared to ask, right? And if I never asked, then they would not be able to hire me, right? Because then I would have been like, oh, thank you. And then probably go apply online and so on, right? In a second, I'll tell you like how these stories, why these stories make uh, make sense, right? So when we started Beast Bros, right? Fast forward a few years. When we started Beast Bros, it was just me and Fancy. And one of the things that was like really challenging for us was the idea that our frameworks and processes would live in somebody else's responsibility task or project management board, right? We're like, oh my God, okay, we build this baby, we build this thing, and it's really scary to grab that and, and send it to somebody else to make it their own, right? And that initial friction didn't allow us to go out proactively and find somebody until we grab a ton of traction and we actually needed to hire somebody because we're running out of time so or out of capacity. So what we did is we put out a job, uh, classified. I can't remember if it was like Fiverr or one of those sites, right? And we made it really, really challenging for people to apply. We're like, hey, if you want to apply, you got to go through step number one, step number two, step number three, right? After step number three, 
they will then call us back and then we'll give them another task, right? We want to make sure that we find we that we found people that were proactive, um, that were responsible, that were you know deliver the assets or deliver the project on time. So we listed all these ones in a piece of paper, and we put it out there as a as a as a job test. I'll, I'm going to call it, I guess, as a job test, right? And uh, we got some answers and we found our people, right? And those people have been going with us almost two years now. And it's been incredible, right? So starting with that. And now, how do I circle back? And I have another story. But how do I circle back to those first couple of things, right? Um, one of the things that I recognized was the proactiveness, right? Like I, w- I, it wasn't, I wasn't being recruited. I went out and I, and I looked for the opportunity and then applied in those first two opportunities, right? And then for the other one, we we're looking for people to be proactive at applying to this job. Now, some of these calls I still jump on. I'm very curious uh, when I go to talk to different companies, when we talk to a lot of our clients, uh, we jump on these calls kind of like secret shopping style to figure out what the process is, how they're doing, right? And a while back, we read this book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. So if you're listening, go to the video, but I'm showing it The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes, which by the way, shout out to Amanda Holmes that has been on the show um, and uh, we had dinner with, with her in Orlando, which is the CEO of their, of their companies, right? So they put in an ad the other day that they're looking for for salespeople. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to go and and see and test myself and, and see what, what happens because one of the things that we personally have been working on is jumping on sales calls on trying to figure out the, these scams, right? We're, we're really, really good at building the systems and the processes, but we also have to go out and sell our product, which a lot of the entrepreneurs nowadays... Uh, have to do right like when you start your business when you start you know producing something when you start creating when you start offering solutions you're the one that has to sell anyways so i jump on this call and or not jump on this call i actually you know i put in the application i'm like okay let's see how this goes and let's see what what is the process because we're at a point that we might have to start hiring for for a sales position for a different product that we're launching surprise surprise now the first part of the application was a couple questions. It was like about five questions. And then that sets up for a pre-screening call. This pre-screening call is about 10 minutes, right? Um, so answer the questions. We schedule. The only day that was available was literally Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, man, okay, well, this call is about 10 minutes. So maybe Katie won't kill me. So I put it in. And then we had to reschedule, obviously, because I guess the calendar wasn't wasn't uh, uh, coordinated by by the other people. And they're like, "Oh man, okay, can we reschedule? Let's do it on Monday." So we jumped on that call today. This is fresh out of the oven, right? And uh, the call was supposed to be at two thirty Eastern. So I'm there on the phone, two thirty, ready to go. Let's see how what the questions are. Let's see how this is, so we can hack it and we can then reproduce it on our end and and see how it goes. And no call comes in. And then two minutes go by, four minutes go by. I'm like, man, this is weird. I, did I put my phone number? So I go into the Calendly invite. I see my phone number in there. It's like the right phone number. I send an email to this person. I'm like, hey, person, um, I'm here ready for the call. Uh, couldn't find a phone number on the in the calendar. Um, here's my phone number just in case. Wait another two minutes, nothing. And I'm like, man, what happened? So I go to the Calendly and at the very bottom, very, very, very tiny, it's like, if you need to reschedule or else, here's a phone number, please call. And I'm like, sounds good. This is kind of qualifies as or else. So I click there, boom, click the number, 
call rings the person on the other side of the phone. Great. This is awesome. I love you being proactive. Now, full circle, right, to the first two stories that I told being proactive, right? A lot of people, when they're trying to either apply for jobs or when you're putting out there to hire somebody, we make it so, so, so easy for them because we might be, we might not be desperate for some help, right? But the fact that we're making that process so easy then it doesn't allow to filter the really good people that we actually need for the job, right? So this person created a lot of friction on purpose to see people, you know, go through that filter. And I'm very curious to ask this person or this company to see what is the percentage of people that book those calls and don't figure out are not proactive. So after that, the call was supposed to be 10 minutes. We lasted about 40 minutes. And throughout the call, I'm not going to go through the whole summary. But one of the things that this person said was, I am going to tell you the ugly and I'm going to try to discourage you as much as possible to get this sales position. Keep in mind, this sales position is 100% commission-based. Uh, it's like 100% you're looking for somebody that is not scared of cold calling, right? So I was going into this with that in mind. Um, and then he's trying to discourage me, right? And I'm like, why is this person trying to discourage me, man? Like, come on, give me a challenge and so on. So we jump on and we continue the conversation. It's like, man, like normally this conversation lasts about 10 minutes because the other person is like, hey, yeah, really, this is not something that I'm looking for. Uh, but, you know, you keep coming back at it. You be, keep asking questions and so on. So that's why we, we stayed for like 40 minutes. And uh, I'm like, well, that's sweet. And obviously, you know, that is part of their process to make sure it's really challenging. So a couple lessons there uh, is one, be proactive as far as like uh, create a process where the other person that applies needs to be very proactive in the fact Second, create that filter, right? Whether that's tasks that they got to do, and I'm going to explain in a second what we do here at BizRose. And third, right? Make sure that the expectations and how you explain this job is very real or close to real because if somebody moves forward knowing that, the journey is going to be so much easy. So for the last five minutes, I'm going to break down like how we did it at BizRose. So when when we first put in the, the the job application out for the content team, right? And uh, I'm going to break down a little bit what our process. Our process is we need somebody to scan the content, right? Selects those ideas. Those are trained marketing-wise. And we have a designer. Then we have video editors, right? So that way, the whole process comes together and we can put the content out there. But the first person that we needed to hire was really a video editor because that's the person that took the most amount of time out of our own capacity. That's when we first started. We were the ones editing those videos, right? So that's the first person that we hired for. What we did was we asked a bunch of questions and we we're like, hey, to apply, this is what the job entails. This is what it pays. Uh, go through these instructions and send us X, Y, Z, a result, right? So people that don't send that and still apply, we're not even going to go talk to them. We're not going to lose the time talking to them because they didn't follow instructions. Our whole process is about following instructions. <laughs> so that eliminated a ton of people, right? That even there's a lot of people that continue to send messages, be like, hey, we applied. Why haven't you responded? Why haven't you answered anything? Well, you didn't follow the instructions. I'm so sorry. For those who followed the instructions, then we had something to work off of. And then we created, we jumped on a call with them. We interviewed them. We had these questions. Before we interviewed them, we sent them um, a mini project that they had got to do. So for those that did it, that's where those are the ones that jumped on the call with us. For the video side of things was just a very simple edit, chopping different points of information. And then for the, the ones that did good, then we send them a whole project 
with instructions exactly how we did it to see what the outcome will be. And uh, the instructions weren't very detailed. The instructions were very vague as the fact that, okay, here, here's, a, here's the thing that we're going to give you, which is a long-form video. Here's the thing that we need on the, on the other end, which is a ton of smaller videos with the goal of XYZ, right? In the middle, they had to figure out how to do that. And then out of that, we picked the people that, that delivered. And so far, it's been great because they've been with us for so long, right? Versus if we hire that person that maybe didn't send the or follow the right, right instructions, it would have been really challenging to, to do it. So what do you do? Like when you go out and try to find these people, first off, please make sure that you have your process documented. Uh, let's say, let's put it in the, in the content, uh, in the content specific framework, right? Let's say you need a video editor or a designer, like for you, have you done it yourself? Is somebody else doing it? Make sure that the, the process is documented and then make sure that you put it, the, the job, uh, description telling exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for a superstar editor. You're looking for a superstar, um, superstar designer. Uh, this is the type of clients that we get. This is the type of things that, that we do, right? Obviously, there's a big window when it comes to video editing and a big window when it comes to designing, right? So what are you looking for? And then there, make sure be like, hey, to apply, do X, Y, Z. And make sure that those tasks are very specific um, to make sure that they apply. And once they apply, you know, make sure that you can put a, a project in their, in their hands to see how they do it. So that's how we did it. Uh, if this sound... Like it's something that you want to get to know a little bit more. If you, if this is something that you're interested, I know that I went over, um, very, I wasn't very specific for a reason. I just really wanted to test this out and see what's out there because this question we get to ask all day and we can literally dive in exactly on, on how we did it or what, what we did. Right. But I, I just wanted to share the stories that I had with how I applied to jobs in the past and what. I really never had a stressful process because I was being very proactive. And I guess that's what those specific people were looking for. So you got to identify exactly what they're looking for. And then going through this call today kind of reignited that. And it was pretty interesting to see like how many filters they put in place. Even me having to call them because that's a thing that they need. You need in that specific job, they were looking for a cold caller, right? So I had to call them. And if I would have waited, then that's not something that they're looking for, right? So try to find those things and, and uh, send us in, these in, in the DMs, like in your process. What are you looking for? Um, whether that's sales, whether that's uh, copy, whether that's content, what are you looking for? And set up the standards of your job search based off of that. So those are my two cents. I think this was fun. I, I honestly miss Fonzie. This was, <laughs> uh, don't tell him, don't tell him. But anyways, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas, if you've done this, right, if you've hired your team and they've been with you for a long time, if you hire your team and there's some friction in there, let us know. Like these are questions that are things that we can help answer um, in the group, right? And if you're looking to hire that fractional team, let us know. That's exactly what we do. Your fractional content team, right? We come in, we help you. We see what you're creating. We we make sure that you don't never run out of ideas. And then we have the, the, the whole fulfillment team on the back end that can deliver every piece of content that you ever wanted consistently for months and months. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at Beast Bros Go. That's right, guys. Take care and we'll, we'll see you later.